0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com
1: slash recommend today. All right, thanks to the Minnesota Twins getting rained out in New York. You get a full lake show here on NewsHawk 830 WCCO. I'm with you until 9. Christopher Tubbs is producing... And please know that we will be giving away because it's a it's a Twins Ticket Tuesday presented by Miller Marine of St. Cloud. That we'll be giving away a four-pack of tickets for next Tuesday, September the 13th, facing the Kansas City Royals, and it is the final T-shirt Tuesday of the season. First five thousand fans will get an exclusive Twins T-shirt. So yes. A Twins ticket Tuesday, we'll be giving away that four-pack. I stop ballparking and say that we'll do it in the first half of the show. But uh, I appreciate you listening, and we'll be hanging out with you guys until 9 tonight. Doubleheader tomorrow for Twins and New York. I wanted to start today's show with welcoming teachers, administrators, um, support staff, everybody kids, the students clearly, that headed back to school and showed up today at school. Um, I hope that everybody has an awesome school year. And as you guys know, uh, I am the son of an educator. My mother spent her entire life um, in education. She loved being a principal. She loved being a teacher. She loved education and giving back to kids in any way that she could. I know that it's it was a job for her, but at the same time, she always tried to go the extra mile for everyone. I've been somebody that invested and worked in education for, what, 16 years? And I know what type of grind it is. And so I know that everybody's got a ton of energy today, And then, you know, after the uh, I guess the honeymoon period is like the first couple of weeks. Right. Kids are excited. Everybody's feeling good. The kids got their new clothing. They went shopping and they're all revved up and fired up and meet some new friends. And, you know, kids going back. Oh, man, I, I, you know, I need a new girlfriend. If you're in high school, whatever. I know. I know like Shaletta Brunner is probably wondering what Andrew's up to. (laughs) Like, I totally get that. Like the kids are fired up and the teachers are fired up, too. But let me say this before we get started. Um, And if you'd like to chime in too, we could take a phone call or two at 651-461-9226. I always thought as the son of an educator that being a teacher or being somebody that worked in a school, it wasn't difficult. It wasn't that hard, right? Because I was, what, an A-B student because my mom was all over my butt, right? And I thought that everybody was like me. I knew that I had some, some friends that could be a headache, but I didn't think that it was that big of a deal. Oh, boy, was I wrong because when I started working in education, that went out the window. I understood what it's like to make an investment of your time into young people, and sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't work out. You don't feel the love being reciprocated. And that's tough. It's tough when you invest your time into young people and you feel like they don't get it. It's tough when you're trying to connect with parents and the parents um, don't see eye to eye with you. That can be super frustrating. So I know what it's like. I applaud the teachers, administrators, the kids that are ready to learn. Right. You got to have your mind right when you are walking to that classroom every day. No days off. This is going to be hopefully a great school year for any kid out there listening, for any educator out there listening, and for all parents. And I want to, there's one particular group of people that I want to wish well this year and thank for what they do. Because I don't think anybody ever acknowledges them, and I'll be the first to say, even at times, I take them for granted. But thank you to all the Bus drivers out there. It is a thankless job. We talk about teachers because when you're in the building, that's one thing. But when you're on a bus and you're driving kids from home to school and from school back home. It is very much a thankless job. We should not take the bus drivers for granted. Because. There are a lot of knuckleheads out there. Let's just call it for what it is. There's a lot of badass kids out there. Yeah. And you know what? Teachers aren't the only ones, principals aren't the only ones that deal with badass kids. People that are driving your kids have to deal with them too. And they have less, they have less, I guess, I don't want to say control because no one's trying to control your kid. But they have to deal with so much on a bus. And I know it has to be irritating. So to all the people out there driving bus, I applaud you. I support you. I know that your daughter is now a middle school student now. Yeah, yeah. What was it like for you, for your daughter? Was she chomping at the bit to get back to school? She was, you know, cause
2: she done with elementary. She's now going to a different building for her middle school. Mm-hmm. So now everything is brand new. Like the, the, the routine's going to be different. The getting up, you know, the schedule, everything is completely different. And she was excited. She was nervous, but when she got on the bus, she was really excited. And I'm glad you mentioned bus drivers because when my daughter was young, I want to say kindergarten, first grade, when we were living in Columbia, Columbia, Missouri, there was a bus driver by the name of Jean. We called her Jean, Jean, the bus driving machine and my <laughs> I, like it. I, I mean my daughter she needed kind of somebody to maybe just kind of like somebody that could be there as an adult that she could feel safe with and sometimes the kids that are apprehensive if they're uncomfortable if they're nervous bus drivers as well can have a tendency to make those kids feel a little less on edge absolutely so i think that's also something henry with bus drivers that good bus drivers can see if there are kids that are maybe feeling a little bit of anxiety and, and help ease that. So it's, it, I mean, there's so many, I'm optimistic for this year for a lot of kids, because as far as I know, there aren't a lot of COVID restrictions. So maybe mm-hmm. we're finally getting back to the point where we can kind of put a majority of that stuff behind us and really just focus on the true point, which is the education.
1: And the I, kids. I'm so thankful that young people are super optimistic about learning and being back in the classrooms. And I know that teachers, they want to teach. They don't want to have to deal with – I know that they deal with behavior issues and they deal with all of that. I, I totally get that. We got support staff, all of that. But kids, if you're listening, make sure that you walk into that classroom each and every day focused on learning. That's what it should be about. All right, coming up next, uh, look, I got to admit, I've never – I've not mentioned this to you guys before. I've never been to a St. Saint Paul Saints game. That is going to. Ch- I know, I know. It's going to change pretty soon. But the GM of the Saint Paul Saints, Derek chair, he's going to join us next year on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show, News Talk A WCCO. Looking forward to this uh, to this next guest joining us on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Look, I I'm not ever concerned about my man card being taken from me, but I am a little bit concerned that the Me being a Minnesotan, right? that might be taken away from me because I've never been to a St. Paul Saints game. I acknowledge that. I'm open. I'm transparent. I'm authentic. I'm genuine about that. I'll probably catch a lot of grief from people. I have already have. Um, But uh, Derek Shearer, St. Paul Saints GM, he joins us here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Derek, how you doing? I'm doing great, Henry. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. So I just put it out there. I'm transparent about me yeah. not making it over to a game. We're going to we're gonna put something in motion to change all of that. But um, I've been a fan from afar of the St. Paul Saints for many, many years. And I actually uh, met uh, Mr. Vecca a few years ago when it was Mark Rosen's final Rosen Sports Sunday. I was actually living in Kansas City still – and I drove back for the weekend to be there for the final taping and show for Rosen Sports Sunday. And so he was super cool, super supportive, super awesome. But uh, I look forward to getting it over to our game.
3: Now we'll get you out of here. That that's an easy fix. I'll tell you what. You you and I actually almost crossed paths. I don't believe you and I have met in person yet, but we almost crossed paths in a very strange way. Oh, I don't know if you recall this, but. Uh, the, when Coach Larry McKenzie was coaching the uh, the, the Minnesota Rittneys, uh I had an opportunity to be a a I'll put this in quotes, uh, air quotes, a celebrity player. <laughs> and I believe you had the opportunity to do the same thing about a week before I did.
1: And I don't think I don't that a, I don't I don't th- I never I I know that Coach McKenzie had asked me about that, but I was never okay. able to make that happen. But no, I uh. I remember a little bit about the Ripneys. It's funny because when the Ripneys came about, it took me back two years ago when I was an intern. And I was kind of first getting my, my feet wet in radio and stuff at K-Fan. Remember the St. Paul Slam? Do you remember that?
3: It was before my time of living here, but okay. I, I know about the team for
1: sure. Yeah, St. Paul Slam, and I was doing stuff with Coach Mike McCullough, and, and I just recently saw him a couple of weeks ago at the uh, at Allianz Field in St. Paul. But uh, happy to have you here on the show. We'll work that out. I'll get over there. I'm going to tell you somebody that you probably know that's actually given me a lot of grief that I haven't been to a game. Because I actually – CHS Field, um, the new CHS Field, um, that's been around since what? How long has it been since it opened up? Open, opened in 2015, so this is our, eight, our eighth season. Okay, 2015, I was in Kansas City because I was in Kansas City in, from 2013 until the end of 2018, and I heard so much about it. But the guy that's been giving me a little bit of grief here over the course of the last year is um, Dan Stoltz from, from Spire Credit Union. He's a, <laughs> he's a good friend of mine. And he's like, Henry, i got to get you over there. You're going to come hang out with me, and we'll get it done. I love
3: it. I love it. He's a great friend of the Saints, so I, I, I love to hear that.
1: All right, so Derek, answer this for me. This is kind of a unique situation. Uh, St. Paul ends up defeating Toledo 2-1 to one, um, earlier yeah. today, and this is a game that was suspended on July the 17th. It started at CHS Field in St. Paul and actually finished up today in Toledo? Yeah, our,
3: our home game on the road. We, uh, the, the game started, uh, and we had some weather around us, but it looked like it was going to miss us. And uh, we always try to be careful about starting a game with, with, with rain nearby because you don't, you don't want to send your starting pitchers out there and have them throw five pitches and then get rained out and, and lose them for the whole day. So you're very cautious about that, and we were trying to be. Uh, we sent Cole Sands out to the mound. A, a twins actually has been up in the big leagues a lot this yep. year. He got on the mound. The rain hit us so hard, and we didn't have a chance to get the tarp on the field in time. Uh the, the field got swamped. We we couldn't make the game up uh on that Sunday after we we couldn't finish it once the once the rain started. And uh shoot, we we lost that game and we didn't it was the end of a series, so and we weren't seeing Toledo back in town this summer, so we had to had to finish it up there.
1: Yeah. Derek Sheer uh, GM of the St. Paul Saints is joining us here on the late show on News Talk A WCCO, courtesy of the John Schuster call Banker Hotline. For somebody like myself that has not made it over to C H S Field, uh, what should I know about the St. Paul Saints in their games?
3: Oh man, I, I think the main thing is uh, that you're going to have fun. I, I mean, that's that's goal number one is is you know throw 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 the real world out of your mind once you walk through those gates, and and you're going to have three hours of of seeing some great baseball, some top AAA prospects, um, of course in the Twins organization now, and and with those visiting teams as well. Um, but beyond what you see between the white lines, we're going to do our best just to to, to make you laugh, uh, introduce you to some folks sitting next to you, uh, give you an opportunity to to, to have a conversation, uh, be part of a community, and uh, make some connections.
1: What has changed, if anything, has with the connection with the Minnesota Twins and, and being the Triple A team? Because I know that for so many years when I would hear about uh, the Vec family and, and everything that happens with uh, minor league baseball and everything, you hear about the creativity, you hear about the fun atmosphere, you hear about all of that. Has any of that changed at all?
3: The, that part has not changed. That And that, that was important to both organizations. Uh, when we first started talking to the Twins about the, this – Potentially amazing partnership uh, it, one of the first things that that, that we said and the, and the twins backed it up was that the saints have to remain the saints uh, there's a we're in year number thirty now and, and before partnering with the twins we had twenty eight years of of you know being a little bit edgy a little mischievous uh, willing to take some risks promotionally and and uh, and have some fun and, and and it was important to the twins that the saints remain the saints uh, so, so that made it a, a no brainer uh, I think the biggest difference, and, and it's hard to say because uh, we were very proud of our, of our baseball history. We've had some pretty incredible players come through here, Daryl Strawberry, Leon Durham, J.D. Drew, Kevin Millar. So even as an independent, we put some pretty good products on the field, but there's no question that on the whole the, the, the top prospects in all of minor league baseball are, are playing here on CHS Field's field. Now, as a, as a Twins AAA affiliate, so th- there's no question that the level of play on the whole has improved dramatically, and that's great for fans to 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 pair that up with all the fun they have in the seats.
1: All right, so I gotta ask this because you mentioned Kevin Millar. Wasn't Millar just back in St. Paul a few weeks ago?
3: Oh uh, yeah, it was uh, a really special night. We had an opportunity to uh, retire Kevin's number. Um, he is he is the uh, poster child for poster boy, I should say for uh for independent baseball here's a guy who was uh, who was on our first team, our inaugural roster in nineteen ninety three He was undrafted uh, out of Lamar University just looking for an opportunity a guy who who couldn't really run, couldn't really hit, couldn't really field all that well um, <laughs> but man he had a he had a ton of heart and uh, was considered a locker room leader. And uh, they, they just, his coach just told us, this is a guy that's going to play his heart out for you. And he had an opportunity here in St. Paul, got signed, uh, earned an opportunity to play with the Florida Marlins, worked his way up. The rest is history. He ended up in Boston, winning a World Series, and, um, and now, of course, gone on to this wonderful media career. But uh, he, is, uh, he just embodies who the St. Paul Saints have been for the past 30 years, and it was a, an honor for us to retire his number.
1: All right, Derek. I'm gonna put a little bit of pressure on you. I, I know that you don't have to do uh-huh. this, but but we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw it out there anyway because I've looked at your jerseys. They are just badass. I love the Saints jersey. I see them when I go and I'm doing the uh, the post game show and doing final pitch uh, at Target Field all the time. And so those are some pretty pretty nice uh, jerseys there. How do I get a Saints jersey with my name across the back? Now I, I'm gonna. The reason why I'm putting a little pressure on you is because. The folks over at Allianz Field, Minnesota United, they they were able to get it done. I I think that you probably know a few people that could get it done for me.
3: I I think I do. So so (laughs) number one, number one, thank you for the compliment. We're we're pretty proud of the look, and uh, and and love sending our guys out in the field in those threads. But um, number two, I I think it starts with getting you out to a ball game. Absolutely. Get you to a game. Step one. Step two is uh, jersey with Lake on the back.
1: Absolutely, because it, it, in twofold there, there's a couple things. I need to get out to a game and we'll make that happen. But also when I think about the jersey, right, I want to display it not just at CHS Field but also out of town i'm good friends with Bob Kendrick, who's the president of the Negro League Baseball museum oh, and all oh, wow. the all the time that I was in Kansas City. In the summertime, I would occasionally go out and support the uh, the Kansas City T-Bones, and now they're called sure. the Kansas City Monarchs, right? So, like that 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 brand of baseball is super cool, and you know how people are in Kansas City. So, I want to be able to strut my stuff and go back to Kansas City and and see some friends here in the next uh, couple of months, and just kind of rocking my Saint Paul Saints jersey.
3: We we, we got to make that happen. What uh, what what number does it need to be?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, Now he's putting me on the spot. I think that the number would have to be 73, and that's because that was the year that I was born.
3: Love it. Love it. Yeah, just, It just can't be 15 because we just talked about
1: the Millar number. Yeah. Tired,
3: so so <laughs> 73, 73 we can make happen.
1: That'll work. Hey, Derek, man, it's a pleasure to, uh, to have you on the show, and I look forward to having you on the show uh, many times more. And I look more than um, forward to getting over to CHS and making it happen and watching a game and supporting the St. Saint Paul Saints.
3: That's awesome, Henry. Thanks. Glad to have you back in town.
1: All right, I appreciate that. That's Derek Sherrill, St. Paul Saints GM, joining us here on the John Schuster Cole-Banker Hotline. Now the pressure is on me. The ball is in my uh, court, and I know that uh, Dan Stolz is going to give me some grief. Now I just got to go. Maybe, uh... Tubzy, how many times have you been over to CHS?
2: Oh, I've been over there maybe seven or eight times. Oh, that's a lot? Yeah. Man. Yeah. I I mean, I, I come from my first job was actually working with Fargo Moorhead Redhawks doing their pregame show when I was a student at North Dakota State. So, I mean, like the old Northern League, uh, you know, American Association, you know, all of that. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm partial to, to that kind of, that kind of ball, but now being a triple A team. Yeah. CHS, man, I remember Midway, man, Midway. Whoo. But yeah, CHS, CHS is cool.
1: All right, coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather. Check in with Paul Douglas. And also, hey, it's Packer Week. we got to talk uh, National Football League, Minnesota Viking football. That's next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. It's Packer Week. It's week one of the National Football League. As Viking fans, we hate the Packers. But, Chris, you feel like we're not um, – we're not talking about the Green Bay Packers or the matchup or this this game heading into week one. No, I don't – I mean, normally there's buzz for the NFL.
2: I don't know if I'm just so encapsulated by, like, other things that I'm doing at work. I, I don't feel like there's a lot of buzz this week for the NFL, especially mm-hmm. considering it's Packer week. It just seems like it's, we're going to get to Sunday and it's going to be like, oh, Vikings are playing the Packers. Neat. I feel like we need to be a couple weeks into the NFL season and then we're going to be like, yeah, we want the Packers. It's like week 1. I just I don't feel I don't feel like any excitement for this game.
1: I'm going to tell you why I think there's a little bit less buzz. Okay. Um cuz the buzz is about to be created here in the next 48 hours. Like like by the time that we get to Thursday and we have the NFL, you know, getting started.
2: Yeah, I think when we see the the Bills yeah. and the Rams, it's yeah. going to it's going to be real.
1: But I think that there's a reason why there hasn't been an overwhelming buzz in the last couple of weeks leading up to this game. Okay. Few few reasons. Okay. And if you want to chime in 651-461-9226. So, are you ki- are you kind of feeling it like
2: like I am then? I mean, are you- a little bit. A little bit. A little okay. bit but okay. I think
1: there are reasons for that. Okay. I think the first reason is because for the last week and a half we have been so all about the Minnesota State Fair, and I think mm-hmm. that people just haven't. And I know that people be like, "Well, the fair is every year." Yeah, but this was actually the fair, like being full throttle. This and was this, this was. Is, I'm back.
2: Yeah, th- this this felt like a resurgence. So yes. to speak of a few years ago.
1: Th- th- this felt like the the fair was got a little extra shot in the mm-hmm. arm, and so everybody was a buzz about the Minnesota State Fair. Number one, okay. I think that's a, a big part of this. Secondly, I think that one of the reasons why we haven't focused in as much, I think that when you talk about the landscape of sports, what has been the number one story for the last week? Serena 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 so. Serena. And then did you see the uh, the, the story about the uh, the ratings or the uh, like the, the, like the how many people were, were watching? Oh, like it was the, the highest. US Open? No, yes.
2: I, I I didn't was, see the ratings about. It was the like the highest
1: Open. rating uh, that that they've had in tennis with the U.S. Open specifically, and okay. maybe ever.
2: But uh, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me because you want to. And on one hand, it's the end of an era, and you want to see how she goes. Even if you're a casual fan, you you have to tune in to see Serena. I think yes. when somebody's on their their you know farewell tour, it's kind of like this is it. Yep. So it's kind of like the fear of missing out.
1: So I think a lot of people were focused in on that, too. Even if you weren't, like, some massive tennis fan,
2: right? Well, I you watch. It's the, it's the casual. Even it's the casual fan knew, yeah.
1: You know, she's the GOAT. Yeah. Like, like, seriously. Whether you think she is or not, you watch
2: Again, it's, it's that fear of missing out. If everybody Absolutely. else is talking about it, well, what is this Serena? What is this thing? Oh, well, I'm going to watch it on TV. Boom, there it is. So I, I, I kind of get that.
1: And the other thing, and... Look, I'm not trying to be political with this, but it's just been a storyline. Mm-hmm. I think that the because we live in a in a society nowadays where everything is politicized, right? Or the political landscape is such a talk. Kind of feels like it. It's such a talker. It feels. I mean, like it, yeah. we, we love our sports, mm-hmm. but we pay attention to things politically more now than I think ever. Yeah, before. I, I,
2: yeah, I, I, I think. I think our attention is being diverted more to the political side.
1: Exactly. So I think that a lot of people we've all discussed it. We've all talked about it. Maybe not just on air, but but with friends or whatever. The FBI raid on Mar Lago. Mm-hmm. Has that been on TV every day? Yes. Every day, right? So so that so that
2: free time, what you're saying, that free time that we would normally consume with the NFL has been consumed with other things. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Absolutely. Now, will that change here in the next 48 hours? Absolutely, it will be. Because you, I, I guess my point in bringing that up is because when you look at the television stations, have they been pumping Packer Week? No. No, no I, I, I mean. We've been talking about everything else other yeah, than that. I, I, they, everybody's been broadcasting from the great Minnesota get together, they've been talking about the Trump stuff. They, you know, um, all of that has. <laughs> I'm not trying to. <laughs> just throw it out there. I'm not I'm not, you know, no pun intended. It's all Trumped. Yeah. Packer week. Okay. But that's about the
2: Yeah, and I th- I think for me when I hear the talk about the Vikings, it's not even the game against the Packers, it's, you know, Kevin O'Connell and the offense and you know, what is this team going to look like? It's not so much about I'm not even hearing the I mean, give me the, some some of the cliches, the Darius Smith revenge game. Yeah, like where is that? We're almost midweek, and I know Matthew Collar. I think he wrote something on SI, uh, tongue in cheek, from you know Purple Insider. It does a great job. I think he he wrote something along those lines. That it's g- give me some of that, but yeah, maybe m- maybe it just needs to get to that point where it's going to start to feel real once we see. But I, I just I don't. I'm in a ton of fantasy leagues, mm-hmm. but I still don't even feel the. I, I don't feel the buzz for the NFL. But like you said, maybe it's just the timing. And it sounds so weird to say, right? The timing of the beginning of the NFL season, just it doesn't even seem like it should be right here.
1: Yep. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Want to take some phone calls because simple question: How are you feeling about the NFL season? How are you feeling with the start of the Minnesota Vikings? of football season. We'll take your phone calls next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk, 830-WCCO-651-461-9226. Give me a buzz. How are you feeling about the Vikings heading into the season opener against Green Bay? How are you feeling about this NFL season overall? That's the question. I want some answers. Jay in Cambridge, he's first up here on the Late Show. What's up, Jay? Well, how are we doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Good.
4: Oh, great. But, no, great question. Um, I think we are um, – there's two things. We can either unwrap a Lamborghini with that new car smell uh, or otherwise we're going to unwrap a Kia.
1: <laughs> what n- nothing in between there, there's nothing in between <laughs> nothing jay in between. oh come right, on now with
4: Kevin, i think it's uh we we can go back to the west Feckle days and go for a three and 13 or it's nothing at all we got to put up our betting chips on the velvet and i mean if you want to hit on a soft 16 or a,
1: uh or a soft 15 we don't know all right so let me ask you this sure. question then jay from cambridge are you optimistic about Vikings football this year? Do you oh, believe that the Vikings are going to be a really good team?
4: Oh, I think the way the way everything is the hype is going up right now, that it we are looking very promising. We are. You can't deny it. I mean, the hype is there, but let's put the product on the on the field and let's see. But oh my God, if If Green Bay comes in here and smokes us, and then maybe we go 0-2, then what are we going to think?
1: Yeah, that would not be a good feeling. Thanks for the phone call from Jay in Cambridge. I'll I'll say this. Um, I think Jay is a little bit more optimistic about Viking football than I am. Do I believe that the Minnesota Vikings are a playoff team? No question. The Minnesota Vikings, there's no reason why this team should not be going to the postseason this year. I do have questions about the Vikings, though. And my number one question is, what's going to happen with the secondary, man? Like the secondary, I got. There's plenty of question marks here.
2: Yeah, th- the there booth are, kid. Are. The
1: booth kid is a rookie. He didn't really set himself apart in the preseason. Uh, Cameron Dantzler, what is he going to do? Patrick Peterson, he's up there in age. This is this could be what final year for Patrick Peterson. He could go out there and just totally fall off. Because that's what happens with, with guys that are up there you know, at the end of their careers. You think that you got something there and then all of a sudden, boom, it's a wrap, it's over. The thing I do like about this matchup though, or about this week, is that the Minnesota Vikings are underdogs. And I want them to play with that chip on their shoulder. I want them to play that up. I would hate that the Vikings were the favorite in this game. Because I don't think that they should be the favorite What this is game. it like?
2: A t- I mean, two and a half? Is that what you it's, it's a, it's right a point
1: and a half, but it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, I just like the fact that, that they're the underdogs. Well, Play and, that up.
2: And, 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 I mean, if you think about it, you're coming in right now. I, I feel like if you're ever going to try and pounce on Green Bay, this is the time, honestly. Because they're trying to get their wide receiver core together. Exactly. David Bakhtiari's hurt. Mason Crosby's He's hurt. He's playing. What's, yeah, I mean, Bakhtiari might play, but if... No, he, he's starting. Okay, I I mean, you're still... You're not going to get a Bakhtiari at 100%. I mean... Uh, and, and, and
1: I mean, I but think... But that's he, like saying that we're not going to get D- Daniel Hunter at 100% or Zadarius Smith at 100%. Like, everybody's coming back from injury. Right,
2: but but I mean, you know, Bakhtiari was just recently activated for them. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm not worried about the the... I'm not worried about the health of Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith.
1: I'm just saying, like, yeah. like I wouldn't read too much into the activation piece. You know mm-hmm. why? Maybe that's just a plan. The entire time was just to roll them out there, coming up to week one. We didn't play Kirk Cousins or anybody during the preseason. They probably could have had the same thought process. Ah, uh,
2: nobody's t- nobody's playing in the preseason.
1: Nobody's playing preseason. What do you mean? There are guys that played the preseason. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, guys like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes playing in the preseason.
2: Well, I mean, you can you can play him a little bit. Doesn't matter. I mean, whether somebody plays once, but that's or my point with, with
1: Bakhtiari. To, to me, it's 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 more meaningful that he's actually going to play mm-hmm. than him than, than when they activated him. He's activated, yeah. So I, you think that he's good to go?
2: Yeah, I mean, you can always activate somebody maybe when they're not fully healthy too. I so, agree. I agree. So I mean, the, the, the yeah, he's act he's active. I'm just wondering like how
1: effective is he going to be? That's all. Yeah. Let's go to Paul who's calling uh, from the Metro. What's up, Paul?
5: Hi, Henry. Hi, Henry. I like your show. Appreciate uh, it. I am hopeful, hopeful but realistic about the Vikings have been following them since 1961. Okay. The realistic part is uh, injuries are a reality, and we've seen the last two preseasons where we have not won a game that beyond the starters were pretty thin, and that's the legacy of Rick Spielman. So, uh, it's, it's nothing off the nose of uh, the new management or, or the new coach. Um, if they stay injury-free, they'll be competitive, but injuries are a reality. The other factor is, you know, you have a new coach and a new system, and it, historically, new coaches and new systems, you go right back to Bud Grant. I mean, he was like, what, 4-10 and ten or something his first couple of seasons? It's really hard for new coaches, but if their starters stay healthy, uh, they might get to ten and seven, which I think would be a huge win for you know a new team. I would take it.
1: Team. Yeah, I would take it. Yeah, and, and thanks to the phone call from Paul uh, calling us, I would take ten and seven without question. I yes. do want to say this: I'm so glad that Paul said it because I said it when we were at the Minnesota State Fair, and Paul's spot on because we know that injuries are a part of sports, and specifically, they're a part of football. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. When you think of Minnesota Twins baseball, there's one thing that you know. You know that Byron Buxton is arguably their best all-around player, but you also know that Byron Buxton is going to miss games due to injury. Correct. You could make the argument, although I believe that Justin Jefferson is the best all-around player for the Minnesota Vikings. You can make the case, though, that Dalvin Cook's their best player. I wouldn't make it, but you can make the case. But what do we know about Dalvin Cook, regardless of whether you believe that or not? Yeah. There's one thing we know about Dalvin Cook. He gets nicked up. He's going to miss a couple games. That's just a fact. And I'm so glad that Paul brought that up. It it is.
2: And and, I mean, if we're talking about the, the depth, I mean, this has been something for the past three years that we've talked about, especially in the secondary. Like, yeah, you've got your guys on the outside. You know, Patrick Peterson, how lucky were we last year that he had a solid year? Because that secondary could have looked a whole lot worse if he hadn't. I think Louis seen, I think he's going to be fine. I like Andrew Booth, but yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time. And, you know, here's the point where we get so excited about the offense because it's got Kevin O'Connell and it's going to have this, you know, this Rams sort of feel to it. I said, I'm not concerned about Kevin O'Connell and he hasn't called any plays. I don't care about that. I'm excited about, the design of this offense mm-hmm. and where are guys going to be? The, the defense, I fully anticipate that it's going to be a struggle. And there there is no doubt.
1: You think it's going to be a struggle with the defense? I think it's going to be a struggle with the defense. What what specifically? Because if they struggle defensively, mm-hmm. they're not going to be a 10 and 17. No, I, I, there should be no struggles on the, on the defensive line. The secondary is what, is what concerns Yeah.
2: Them. Oh, and that's what I, and that's what I'm saying. When, okay. when I'm talking about the defense, uh, that's what you're looking at. I mean, outside of Harrison Smith, who's going to play in that other safety spot? And yeah, if you know, I mean, you're you're nickel, you got the, you know, you signed you got all these new parts in a brand new 3-4 defense. And some of these guys have played in the 3-4 and I I don't want to make it seem like I'm some big, you know, football guru, but I know that there's there's going to be a learning curve, but I will say the, the way that they're trying to design this defense, Henry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it looks like this defense is going to be predicated around your two edge rushers and those two guys being healthy. I think if either one of those two guys goes down for any period of time, Daniil Hunter or Zadarius Smith, this team is absolutely cooked.
1: Yeah. They are cooked. Hey, let me, let me mention this real quick, yeah. because on one of our four televisions, we have um, Will of Fortune on Okay. Do you know how much Vanna White makes a year? I, I don't. According to Google, it does says, she get
2: paid per continent, or well, she didn't pay
1: for vols because this is free. It, it says that this blows me away that she makes 10 million a year. Ten million a year? that that's remarkable, but for that's flipping letters but but th- but that's not even the bigger thing here, okay? Vanna White looks amazing. amazing. I just did a Google search. Mm-hmm. She's 65. Are you kidding me? Vanna White, you go. You realize that's under
2: my search history. Man. So now people get, why were you Googling I just, Vanna I just,
1: White? I just Googled Vanna White. That's I no know,
2: but I, that's my so, login.
1: Who, who, who cares? <laughs> You're right. No one cares.
2: <laughs> why were you Googling Vanna White last because night? Because it's on our TV. <laughs> yes.
1: Coming Thank up you. next, we talk Minnesota Viking football with the guy that covers them. His name is Chris Thomason, Pioneer Press beat, beat reporter. Next